My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men, episode number 92. Today, Jared and I talked about millennials. Why, why when you say that, does it sound like a dirty word? Because I think uh, the what's well, been kind of turned into a dirty word by uh, other generations. Yeah. In some of our generation, because I think we... It's just such a wide generation. Yeah. And I, I think some people in our generation probably fit the uh, the, the common description of the, the dirty millennial. Not dirty millennial, but the entitled millennial. Yeah, entitled, that's a good word. But yeah, we just talked about targeting millennials, went through some different stats on ways you can do that and um, what it looks like to not only better target, but to accurately define. Uh, but yeah, we'd love it if you take a few seconds to hit subscribe and give us some feedback. So let's go. Just some old heads from out of space like we come from a whole other time and place, mad men. You doing good, man? I'm good. It's been kind of um, nostalgic and weird, the amount we've been talking about and listening to Kanye. I know. This is... I know we... Uh, just did a whole episode on I know we were both super anticipating the, the Chance album earlier this year, but I might be anticipating this one more. I, don't know, I think it's more of the, the mystery around it. Like, we don't... We, we think it's coming out Friday. Yeah. But we don't know. Nobody knows. But we do know. Friday the 25th? We do know there's a documentary. Yeah, the 25th. 25th. We do know there's a documentary coming out Friday. The 26th. Oh, the 25th. 25th. Yeah, sorry. And we're going to see it the 26th. The, yep. only, the only people. Yep. That are going to be, that are going to see it in Lawton. In the IMAX. In IMAX. Woo. All 30 minutes of it. Boop. Boom. 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 Yeah, Jared and I been talking about Kanye all week. It's kind of weird. I had, a, yeah. I had a like a long two-hour dream about it last night. It's kind of weird, man. I saw this uh, person tweet, and it was like a an older woman, and she tweeted. She, it was just like a picture of Kanye at the gas station, and she's like, it's a new norm seeing Kanye downtown now in like Cody, Wyoming, which I'm pretty sure is a super small town, but that's a town he just moved to. That's wild. Was, yeah, it's just a picture of him like at a gas station. She's like, this is a new normal. And she's like, I'm trying to trying to become friends with Kim, and that'll just make my day. <laughs> That's got to be just wild. Those are two very... How, how big very is popular. Cody, Wyoming? Well, the West family just moved in, so I would say 106 people. Population. If you don't know what we're talking about, by the way, when it comes to the Kanye stuff, you can go listen to episode 91. Kanye's life's kind of flipped around, so it's just been an interesting, um, beautiful thing. What would you guess is the population of Cody, Wyoming? 2,382. No. 9,885. Wait, hold on. How much? 9,885. Jeez. That that was in 2017, apparently. So that number's up by, what, six? Six, Five? yeah. Six? Well, it's probably even. I'm sure they've had a couple people move away. Yeah. That's wild, man. It's been a weird, it's been a weird week, just nostalgia. I know. Like high school, talking about Kanye. I know. Even though he's been in the news all the time, I feel like I haven't been as involved in it. Yeah. Now I'm like getting up in the morning we, and checking Twitter to see if there's any news. We were listening to podcasts and interviews from his pastor yesterday. I know. Which, by the way, we can find a way to link to it. It's, you should listen to it. There's no way this pastor's getting any benefit. Yeah. Okay, let me rephrase that. Could be getting a lot of benefit. <laughs> But the way that it all came about just feels super organic. Well, apparently he, which I don't, I don't know. I'm assuming it's true. Yeah, I would think so. Apparently he didn't even know Kanye, which kind of made me laugh. Like, yeah. He didn't like, know who Kim Kardashian was. Yeah. He's like, hey, my name's Adam. What's your name? She's like, Kanye. No, what, what are you talking about? Nice to meet you, Kanye. I've been praying for you. Like, oh. Uh, yeah. Really weird deal, but kind of dope. It's also weird doing a modern Mad Men podcast with no video. I know. I don't. I don't hate it. I'll yes, tell you it's, that. It's kind of nice. I can slouch down, and the lights in the studio are just red and blue. For America. Yeah, that's why I did it. Yeah, I didn't, but I just like the darker colors. Yeah, so do I. But yeah, man, been a uh, been a good week. You feeling good? Getting sleep with the baby? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what we talked about our our last episode, but he's yeah he's like sleeping the night in his crib now, which is a huge blessing. 
Good. We weren't having to do the whole uh, shift work to hold him during the night, so he'll sleep. So he's sleeping. He's sleeping. Once Good. we get him in the crib, sometimes it's difficult to like initially get him in his crib and him actually fall asleep. Um, but once he he falls asleep, like that first time in his crib, he's good the rest of the night. Good. I think that gets easier. Oh, it, yeah, it's been, I found like a few position that he likes being held in. So he, he kind of likes his head like dangling off my arm. I don't, I don't, I don't know why, but he just like will calm down a ton when that happens. And I also like, we have these like lantern lights, like these wall sconce things like next to our TV. They're super dim. Um, but also like if he's fussy, I'll walk over there with him and just stand under them and he'll just like look at them and it just soothes, soothes them. I don't know what it is. I think that's why now after having a kid, that's why I get a little bit more nervous holding someone else's kid or whatever, just because they know. Yeah. Like as a parent, you know what your kid, if they start crying or whatever. Like if Ellie got upset, I just knew exactly what I needed to do to shut it down. Yeah. For the most part. And then I just feel like I'm holding someone's kid and they're just like staring at me like, hey man. Just, yeah, please, please yeah. hand me back off. Yeah, his neck is not where it needs to be. Like, oh, no. If you, if you saw me holding Walker, you'd like, you'd for sure probably say his neck is not where it's supposed to be. But you know, but I'm saying this, you're the parent. So when I see that, I immediately am like, oh, that's, he, he just likes to be held that way. Yeah. But if someone else sees me holding Walker that way, they're like, he shouldn't, Ooh, he shouldn't yeah. be holding Walker. It's not, it's not like his neck is <clears throat> completely dangling off my arm. If you're listening, you're like, man, no, 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 no. Jared's like hurting his baby. His neck's not completely dangling off my arm. It's still somewhat supported. But if, if he, I had the time, it. if I had the time to rant about parent shaming all the time, I would. Yeah. The things that people have said to my wife about that drives me wild. So if anybody wants to parent shame, Jared at designworksgroup.com. Just send them the hate and then we'll reply. <laughs> yep. I have all the all the all the good parenting techniques. I'm a master. Does your kid feel loved? I think that's a pretty important technique. I think he does feel loved. I think so. He's cute. Yeah, he does. He loves I didn't it. think that you'd be able to make a cute kid, but you did. Yeah. We did a good Most, job. Does, he does look like Emily. Yeah. So that's probably why. Yeah. I think that helped. Uh, he's got he's got my chunkiness, though. Like in the face. I don't think he has a chunky face, though. He's, he's, he's getting pretty chunky. He's got two chins, though, he, which is so cute. And somehow his, his second chin is more prominent than his first actual chin. It's probably because he's laying like this. Even when he's not, like, all it takes is, like, a, like a slight head tilt, and his, his second chin just, <laughs> just, like, it inflates all of a sudden. He's he's happy. Yeah. You know? He's eating. He holds his weight in his chin. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Hopefully, he, he does, never grows out of that. Hopefully, he just does. a skinny cat with a double chin. <laughs> with, yeah. Man. Just a cardio athlete with just he's, double chin. He's starting to get, like, those rubber bands from, like, the roll marks, like, on his wrist. And like, <laughs> they look like he's wearing rubber bands on his wrist. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's... Always wearing a choker. He's getting some fat, yeah. He's getting some fat on some anklets. Good for him. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. It's weird, man. I know. He's, we started this podcast, and we were no kids. We are no kids. And now we're spending half, the, half our podcast talking about, oh, did you change the diaper? You know, not great. Yeah, but we're great. It's it's pretty great. It's the greatest. It's thing pretty ever. great. We we uh, his first day of daycare is Monday, so it might be a, a pretty tough day for us. I know, harder for your wife probably. Yeah, I mean I've like been away from him during the day for five weeks now, but this is going to be the first time Emily's away from him during the day. She's tough. She'll figure it out. Yeah, it's going to be hard though. Yeah, I might cry for y'all. Don't do that. I get a little emotional sometimes. You know, I, t- I told I told Emily on my lunch break today. I was like, "Like, what do y'all what do y'all doing the rest of the day?" I'm like, hey, I don't want to make you like. I don't want you to get sad after I say this, but this is your last day with him, like the full day. So y'all should go on a date. She's like, oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how you can take a, a seven week old on a date, but. Oh, just basically go do what you want to do. Yeah, well, that's, that's basically what she pitched. She's like, oh, you want to go to Target? <laughs> yeah. You want to yeah. go to Target, Walker? You want to go to Swanky Chic or I don't, I don't even know. Whoa. Out. Yeah. I'm out on both of those. Yeah. But you know who's going to love it? Emily. And? Walker, because it won't matter. You know, he'll, I mean, he probably will love it because if he's in a stroller, he's probably going to be sleeping. So yeah, it's going to be the best. I love it. He loves moving around. Now that Ellie can eat, like just like human food, adult food, I can take her on a date. Yeah. 
That's kind of cool. See, I can even feed them. I mean, I can like bottle feed them. Yeah. yeah. It'll all go fast, man. Yeah. It'll all go super fast. I got something I want to talk about today. Okay. And I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. We just got done recording a, the good podcast. And so mm-hmm. I was like, hey, we're in here, Jared. Let's just cut a uh, no video episode 92 of Modern Batman. Which I do kind of like. So I'm just lounging right now. I got my feet propped up on this chair. Yeah, you look I, comfortable. I feel like I this is the same position I'm always sitting in. So maybe I just always look this lousy. I don't think you look lousy. Video. I think you look comfortable. And I'm pretty comfy. But I want to talk about because of um, being in the marketing world, business owners, everybody always talks about like, how do you market to millennials? Which I think is kind of a loaded question mm-hmm. and maybe even slightly an unfair question. So we're going to focus, we'll focus more on the digital side of targeting millennials. So we're not going to get into TV and stuff like that, which if you want to chime in on that, you're more than welcome to. Um, but yeah, we get that a lot though. People come in and like asking about how do we, how do you target millennials? Mm-hmm. Do you know what the age range for millennials are? It's like, man, it's like what? 86 to, if you're born in 86 to like 2000 something. I think it, I think it's 81. 81. I knew it was like earlier than I originally thought. Let me look this up again. Cause I want to confirm that I'm not right or that I, or so, that I am right. I think it's supposed to be like 82, um, 80, 81 to 96. Okay, so that's, that's pretty far off. Um, so ages, in 2019, ages 23 to 38 right now. What 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 age? 23 to 38. 23 to 38, okay. That would kind of be, which when you think about a lot of our targeting, that's probably. So those are like recent college graduates to 38. Yeah. Or for me, you graduate college when you're like 25. Yeah. Twenty yeah, twenty three to so thirty eight. So that's a first off I thought I didn't think the range was that that wide until a few years ago. Yeah. I, I thought I it was didn't every either. ten years for some reason. Yeah, I, I think I saw like eighty one at some point as a while ago and I was like, I didn't I did not know it went back that far. Just as a point of reference for you. Not that you probably will care or it matters. But the silent generation was, and this is from pewresearch.org, just from a reference, was born 1928 to 1945. That's the silent generation. What were their qualities? They just didn't talk? Just a, just a generation of mimes? Yeah, they didn't really do a lot. Just quiet. Just kind of went about their business. That's when I should have been born. Yeah, you might be. We'll see when you start sleeping more. Um, born Was that the last podcast? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Bad reference. Um, you can't do two in a row. Baby boomers were born 1946 to 1964. Generation X, which I think is a cool generation name, was born 1965 to 1980. Um, millennials were born 1981 to 1996. And then Generation Z was born 1997 to 2012. So what's the current one? I don't know. It doesn't say on here. I don't know if you get one. I don't know if they just, I don't know. So I guess it's every 15 years is a... Sounds like. Yeah. I never knew that. Huh. You learn something new every day on this podcast, even when you're the the host of it. Yeah. Well, I'm just Googling stuff and trying to be on what I think are somewhat credible websites. So again, might be wrong. I think Pew Research is credible. Yeah, that's the only reason I picked it. I had to scroll down to get to it, but um, I'm trying to see if I can find out what this this generation is. But I I feel like when we talk about millennials, you got to think that the millennials that are 22 or 23, 24, 25 grew up different than we did. Yeah. Even though we're only five years older. I think when people think of millennials, they think of the 23, 24, 25, 26, like the younger end of the millennial i think that's when people think about millennials that's who they think of yeah and really i think a lot of times when people are talking about millennials they're talking about generation was it z z after us i think most people are talking about them yeah because we jared and i are both 29 we didn't grow up with technology in hand yeah so when we went to the restaurant with our family we colored yeah 
We uh, like I feel like dial up. We were using dial up internet. What in like junior high? Oh, for sure. I remember going down to my parents. Was room. it in high school too, or just junior high? I think in high school. I think late junior high, early high school. I definitely was playing Halo in my room. Okay. So that would have had to have been high-speed internet. Yeah, we didn't grow up with like smartphones or... If you were on the internet, somebody couldn't be on the phone. Yeah. So you had like a time limit. Like you call and they would be like, oh, it's busy. You know, Jared's over there on, you know, pure volume. Got to get your quick conversations in on instant messenger. Yeah. Because you only got a limited amount of time. Five minutes. Yep. Yeah. So we didn't grow up with like technology in hand. And I, I really grew up with VHS. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, for sure. Like all those Disney movies and like the plastic, uh, like book binding opening yep. cover thing. Yep. DVDs yeah. were wild. Yeah. I remember playing like real boring computer games. Super Munchers was not boring. Yeah, that's true. I got pretty good at Minesweeper. I actually downloaded that on my phone the other day and I was playing, I've been playing it lately. Have you really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yep. We've been playing solitaire. We're, we're just talking about being nostalgic with uh, Kanye and I'm, and getting nostalgic with my, my, my apps. Yeah. And then we, so we, I remember my first cell phone I got from the credit union here, which all falls for one penny came with opening an account and it was a brick phone, mm-hmm. but I could only text people who also had went to that credit union. Not helpful, but like now kids are getting cell phones at nine. Oh yeah. 10 like way early. And that, I think I got my first cell phone probably, it probably coincided to some degree around around when I could drive or when friends, so maybe 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there. Dude, it's crazy like how young like kids can be and like they already know how to actually like work a cell phone. Yeah. Like my my nieces and nephews are, I think the old, my old, oldest uh, niece, uh, I forget how old she is, 11, um, but like even my youngest niece, like she'll grab my phone and like scroll through my pictures and she's super young. Yeah. Like under five. And maybe it's because people didn't, I guess older people had to unlearn to start working on it or for kids, a blank canvas. My daughter's 13 months old and she knows when she walks in, she can just walk up and click the Xbox to light on it. That's exactly where to click and it'll turn on so that she can watch something. She can't control anything. Or when she walks by the piano, she'll just start saying, and hopes that she'll play music for her. Like, it's crazy to me. I mean, she's 13 months. Obviously, she's a ways away, but these kids are growing up with, like, high-end technology. Oh, yeah. So I think when most people say millennial, they really are thinking of probably the kids who grew up with it in hand all the time. Yeah. That only know one form of communication. Because I was married before Tinder was out. I'm pretty sure. So I never did it. Like, I never was in the online dating world where that was a part, I think, for me. Not that that's important. But like, I don't know. It's just, we grew up in a different technology time. So I think we're all pretty tech savvy, our generation. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's, I think that first thing is that, that there are completely different segments of, I guess, what would be considered a millennial. Yeah. You can't just say like, we want to target millennials and think that you can create one, one piece of content that will hit a 23 year old the same way it's going to hit a 35 year old. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. That's like for like any generation that you're trying to target, like that's that's where everything's gonna start no matter what generation you're trying to market to. It's like how can I segment within this generation to build like these um super targeted audiences? Cause yeah, like twenty like the twenty three, twenty four, twenty five year olds, like they're they're young they're younger than us. But th- yeah. I feel like 30, 38, like they were probably what graduated from college or at least high school by the time like um, technology started like picking up quite a bit. Yeah, so, I think that's right. Yeah, I, th- I think there, I think there's a, a huge difference, and I, th- I think that's where any like when you start talking about marketing to certain generations, I think that's where you have to start. No matter what generation it is, is all right, I know like this group of people is like named to this generation, but there's probably like like five year segments within that 15 year generation that all that have different values and um, grew up differently. So I think it's 
like figuring out like where are the segments within this generation yeah and building an audience for for each one of those and there's probably going to be segments within the segments yeah i was trying to look this stat up and i didn't find it but i'm gonna read a couple stats to you but I, i'm pretty sure my dad said when he was doing some research that millennials are the i'm gonna look this up afterwards so if i'm wrong sorry millennials are the biggest generation to not own cars and millennials are the biggest generation to own cars mm. both yeah that's that's kind of wild i'm gonna rapid rapid fire to read you um some stats on millennials and this is from eternitywebdev.com so i have no idea if this is credible or not but i have seen some of these stats before um, one will say, um, so they spend 85% of their day on their mobile devices. That's got to be high. Wait, 85% of their That's day? What it says. Um, yep, yeah, 85% of their day on their mobile devices. No. That's like 20 hours, isn't it? Okay, this is not so surprising. I think of their day would be the probably, I think when they do these stats, it's off 16 hours. That, that'd still be like. I still I agree. That'd still be like 14 or 13 hours. 12 um, hours. That's a long time. Yeah, so we'll keep that one. We'll say that stat might be high. Millennials earn 20% less than their parents did. Millennials are um, double. Millennials are under double the student loan debt than the last generation was. Millennials save the save at the same rate as their parents. A third of U.S. adults age 18 to 34 live at home with their parents. A third? All these are coming off of Pew researchers, by the way. That's probably right then. That's that eighty-five or something. That one didn't. That one didn't have a reference, so we'll we'll have to double-check that one. But this, uh, this, a third of U.S. adults one is from Pew researchers. Um, Millennials are now the numerically dominant age group in the U.S. workforce. Uh, They've overtaken Gen Xers. They are arguably the most charitable generation. 84% 84% of millennials make annual charitable donations. Uh, millennials seem better at unplugging than the generation preceding them. Really? Which, yeah, I don't know. Um, That's probably because, like, that was the courses. I guess we're kind of coming back around to that, but, like, I guess that's probably like when TV and stuff was getting big and people were just go home and turn on the TV and I think they're talking about now. So like it says that, um, Oh, so like, like nowadays. Okay. Yeah. So like, okay. uh, they may seem glued to the internet, but millennials are 40% more willing to unplug okay. themselves from the digital world while on vacation than Gen Xers. Okay. So the generation above us has a harder time. Like nowadays. Connect. Yeah. Disconnecting, disconnecting. Than, okay. we, than we would, which is very interesting. Millennials care about the environment a lot. Um, and millennials are not excited about the great American pastime. Baseball. Only 18% of millennials would describe themselves as fans. Of baseball? That's kind of a random stat to have in there. Yeah, I guess there was a huge thing at one. I guess baseball obviously was a big, was what football I guess is now. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's just a random stat. Again, um, I just think that there's all these things for some reason with millennials that started floating around. Like, oh man, how they how they work in the workplace and their demeanor. You did say right before we did the podcast on Silver Millennials, you said, um, if you can if you can attach a cause yeah. to what you're doing that people well, get behind it. Yeah, if I was the, if I was like to ascribe a few like overarching qualities that I like I thought I saw in millennials and that I I thought was pretty accurate with the majority of millennials, it'd be that that you you touched on them being uh, chari- uh, chari- charitable. Um so I think they're like Tom's is like they're like one of the first ones, like the buy one, give one. Yep. I think that was super. I think that drew in like a bunch of millennials. I forgot, I forgot when Tom's uh, released high school for, for I think probably school. like a later high school. Probably so probably 2007. Now there's a ton mm-hmm. of those companies now, but I think like anything that has a cause and like um, you can like see where the product was made and you know that it was made like ethically 
or if you buy something and then like one of whatever you bought is given to like a third world country or whatever. Yep. Or if it's just like a um, like uh, advertisement that's based around a certain cause that you support. I think. Yep. Like millennials are always like looking for causes to support and just a way to give. And I, I think it's all rooted in like at the basis of millennials, they want to feel like connected mm-hmm. um, to other, to other people. Um, so being connected to other people. Um, and I, I think that's part of the reason why that they're more willing to disconnect. Yeah. Because if disconnect means that you are connecting with other people, I think they're, they're down for that. Um, so I think the charity, charity and how like invested millennials are in like causes, their um, desire to like connect. And then also I see it a lot in millennials is like they're big into like do it yourself and they want like big into entrepreneurship yep. and want to work for themselves or fix things themselves. And they have like a DIY spirit. Yeah. So have you ever listened to that video that Simon Sinek did talking about I millennials? Know. I don't think so. He's at some, it's like a sm- smaller thing he's speaking at and there's like people sitting all around and he's just talking it's like on a couch doing some interview but yeah it goes into this whole thing on millennials it's probably one of my favorite videos when it comes to like someone talking about millennials but he just talks about like people one of the things about millennials and he's not hating on them he's just like diagnosing the generation but like most people when they come out of college they want to get into a job that they can help change the world Mm -hmm. and then a lot of millennials leave that first job because six months nine months a year later they feel like they've made no movement yeah. And so they move on to the next thing. And so a lot of the stuff he was talking about was how like learning, like employers learning how to enable and like not just be like all oh, these, you know, these dumb, dumb kids, but also like giving them reassurance and showing them the way and being allowing them to be an apprentice, but also for millennials to understand that it takes a long time to change the world. Yeah. And so I just thought that was interesting that we do have a generation that seems naive Probably. Again, I hate talking about millennials well, just because we're so, the gap is so 23 year olds and 38 year olds live yeah. in a different world. I, th- I think part of that like stems from their desire to like do so much good, mm-hmm. like whether it's environmentally, there's a stat, something about environmental issues on there. I think there's just such a desire to get like invested in like giving back to people or to communities or um, whatever it may be that like, yeah, like zone in on that and tunnel vision on that. And they don't see like, oh, it actually like takes steps to actually achieve this. This isn't just like something I can do overnight, no matter how, how much I desire it. Like it's not something that can just happen overnight. So I think that's part of where like the um, naive um, part comes up with millennials. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't even think a lot of times being naive is a bad thing. No. I think it helps shield you from being um, just jaded. Yeah, I think it's. Like, I think it can be a great thing. Obviously, it can be a not a great thing either. A good balance, but um, I, and I think there. I don't know. I'd love to know the research, but like, you think about our generation of thirty eight to twenty three. Has there been a generation that had that? I mean, obviously, the generation after us will be more, but like that much speed and difference, like with yeah. technology, like change. I'm sure generations before us, the difference in the the range wasn't as much as now. It's like yeah. holy cow, this is a thirty eight and a twenty three year old lived drastically different worlds oh, yeah. in high school, not even close to the same. Yep. And I can't imagine what this next generation is going to come like they're the people who went through that are 22 now. And then the people who are five, like that's going to be two different worlds. Mm-hmm. Our, what our kids are going to grow up. It can be, I can't imagine everything's going to be VR probably. Yeah. But I don't know. I think, uh, and also uh, somebody brought this up to me the other day when I was talking about Ellie, like when we were growing up, and we watched a TV show. Like we sat down to watch, um, what was the TV show we watched? Survivor. TRL. Oh, like right uh, after school? Nah, yeah, I'm trying to think of something. Like what's a show that we all watched when we were younger? Like something like all that or uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple, mm-hmm. right? So you'd watch this show and you'd wait for it to come on. You'd look at the clock, like, oh, I've got two minutes. You sat down, you'd watch it, and then you'd watch 15, 12 minutes, and then there'd be a commercial break for, felt like forever. Yeah. And then you'd come back on and then there'd be a commercial break. And then you wouldn't go to the bathroom 
until the commercial break. Yeah. And then at some point, one of your friends was lucky and they had a DVR. Yep. TiVo. That's the first one I remember. Yeah. It was like, hold on, you can pause this? You can record it and go back? That's insane. And I remember loving, like, the first time I went to someone's house and their dad was watching a football game. He was like, I think that was a penalty. He's like, rewinded it. And you're just like, what? But, like, kids now, they don't have to wait for the commercial break. Yeah. So, they like, they expect the, the things that they, like, receive, they expect it faster. Mm-hmm. So, their patience is a lot slower. I just wonder how what that's going to be like in the future. Like, Dang, we're about to have the most impatient kids ever. I, well, I worry about that with my daughter just because I'm sure that all kids, it's just a kid, but, like, it's it would be easy here in a year or so just to give her an iPad. So that we can hang out with our friends, but I just like look at that. I'm like, I'm just training her to never be without. But where you need to be without, yeah. Like sometimes you got to be like, ah, you're going to just sit here. Yeah. One of the uh, wasn't really a parenting book, but one of the only I didn't I didn't finish it. But one of the uh, only books I well the only book I read leading up to becoming a parent. Um, I forgot what it was called, but it was about this thing called nature deficit disorder, and it was Mm -hmm. all about how much like getting out in nature and not having your phone like developmentally, like physically, developmentally, mentally and everything. How like they had some crazy stats and studies they did with it to like prove all of this. And it was just kind of crazy, like how much that provided kids. Yes. But it was just talking about how this, uh, I guess, what would you say this generation is the current one or the, I guess the, the one before that generation Z. So you said the ones that are older or younger. The ones that are right above us. So the 30, the 40 year olds? No, sorry. That are younger than us. I think that's Gen Y. Gen Y. What Gen Z was before us? Whatever, whatever that generation is. I don't know. Like a parent, I, th- I think they, that, that, um, I forgot what, what I was about to say, but yeah, I think they grew up and without like necessarily like a des- desire. And I know this podcast isn't like get your kids out in nature and like it's good for them developmentally but gen z gen z yeah i think yeah gen x gen x was before us technology is the the safe place for for kids now yeah but again there's goods and bads yeah there for sure is i just think a lot of people in the business and marketing side we're not getting into like the like I think how to lead millennials, even though I think that'd be a good podcast, but like how to market to millennials. I think it's just, yeah. it's so, um, I think that too many people are having the wrong conversation. And I think a lot of people operate on assumptions or stats, you know, like mm-hmm. one example, which is somewhat of a Hail Mary based on where you live and where you operate. A lot of people, I think statistically a lot of probably 23 to 30 year olds are leaving Facebook and going to spend more time on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. Um, but like in the re- area that we're in, that's probably not true mm-hmm. statistically. And so I think a lot of people just operate on these these overall nationwide blogs to try to like diagnose what a millennial or a Gen X or a Gen Z is. And I think that you really have to just find the segment that you want to go after. And then that was one of the things I wrote down was like creating content, not only specifically for like that specific age group because again content for a 23 year old and a 38 year old is very different oh yeah but also like creating it specifically for the platform that you're mm-hmm. on yeah i wonder what age i was thinking about this when you're talking earlier i wonder what age for podcasting i wonder what the higher demo is or if it's kind of just covering starting to hit everybody like as far as you listen to podcasts yeah i'd be interested i, I, I bet it's like the like the 28 plus of the millennial generation. Yeah. Do you think uh, 40 year olds listen to it? I think so. I think so. I wonder if younger people do if they just go to YouTube. I don't know. I'll be interested in looking at stats on that. I'm going to look yeah. that up. But yeah, I would, I would say that's, yeah, you gotta, you gotta segment the segment first. And then like you said, you gotta create um, unique co- content for each segment. I would, I would even look into like, what cause do you think each, of these segments of the millennial generation, like what, what cause do they value and try to, um, create uh, content that aligns with that. Yeah, that's good. My one and two things that I wrote on here are kind of the same thing. Um, but with millennials or just 
people really under the age of 39. Like, I think they spend a lot of time looking things up on their phone. They're mm-hmm. quick to like search it before, I think even before they ask people a lot of times. I think the older you get, the more it's more probably word of mouth. But I think search is the most important thing you can do to connect with millennials. But on top of that is like real and positive and authentic reviews. Mm-hmm. I think a lot, that's a, that's the one thing you used to look at our generation. They, we are super fast to want to like go and read the reviews. Mm-hmm. Like what do people say about it? And I always do just like a quick scan. You know, and I always read like the top ones and then I read the worst ones. Yeah, that's usually what I do too. I just like to know like what that one star review, you can usually tell if the person's nuts or not. Yeah. But when you hear a lot of people saying the same thing, like went in there and Dale was saying the F word over and over again. And the next one's like, yeah, Dale swung on my wife. You know, Dale was drunk again. You know, it's like, I probably, we probably need to go on a night that Dale's not working. Yeah. Or maybe go on a night that Dale is working. And get some free entertainment. Yeah. That might be fun. Yeah. Also think that user generated content works real really well for um, millennials. Explain uh, that, and I think it goes. I think that I'll, I'll explain what it is. But I think the reason it does is again, it goes back to like them wanting to connect with people. But basically, user gen- generated content you you get it by basically um, launching a unique hashtag for your. Um, business and it could be like for your whole business for a specific campaign or whatever it's got to be unique so you got to do some hashtag research to make sure that ha- that hashtag is not already being used a lot or else it's going to be hard to yeah. locate what is um, part of your ca- campaign and what's part of just the general post um, but yeah you launch a you launch a hashtag and then you just urge people to use it um, if people aren't using it you can do like some type of contest to get people to start using it but then if you have a um, store a physical store yeah you can hang it up yeah you can yeah display Signage. it yeah display it wherever um, then you just urge them to use it and then if they do use it and there's a good picture you um, ask them if you can use your picture for um, your content that you post on your page and it's, it's real popular I've, I've it's it's done best on Instagram, I would say. Um, that might actually be the only place I see it. I think they do it some on Facebook, but it's hard. Um, it's hard to do. It. Twitter probably did for a while. It works like really well with clothing companies. I feel like, yeah, um, or anything distributed, beer, yeah, yeah. whiskeys, stuff that yeah. gets distributed all over. Because you need to build like a basically like a lifestyle around your brand, and people like want to connect with that lifestyle because there's a desire to be connected to stuff. Have you seen this so. Bush guy? Uh-uh. Bush. I don't think like so. Bush Light, the beer. Yeah. I have no idea if they are connected now. I think they are. But he just started making videos and he's always drinking a Bush Latte and he'll just like crack it open. He says the same thing every time. He always acts like how it hurts him, how cold it is. But he's the one that made that You Betty, that uh, oh, off-brand Yeti. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He started making all these videos. I think you actually showed me that. But he's built like I mean, for them, it's genius marketing. Uh, they are connected now because one one of his videos of the day, the a bush light truck pulled up to his house and delivered it, bush to him. But like, I think stuff like that for people. Um, I mean, it makes me kind of want a bush latte. Yeah, and I never, I never think about that. But I think influencer what? marketing is getting huge. Yeah, influencer marketing. Yeah, it's it's huge. And like anything, like I feel like millennials are millennials are also. Man, sorry. It's, smack my mouth with the mic that probably got super hot there for a second um i think millennials are also super up with trends or something that's trending so if you can do any type of marketing around trends or what's trending on the old social networks i think that always is good and i think um like anytime you can build a not this is probably like outside of millennials anytime you can like build a voice and like you interact with um, people like commenting or responding to your con- uh, content. Anytime you can like maintain like a like a fun voice or whatever voice you um, do, like in your interactions with them, I think that reels people in and keeps them keeps them as loyal customers as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just went blank. What did you just bring up? Influencers. Yes. Yeah, I think. Shh. Yeah, like influencer marketing works really well with. Millennials as well. I think the, okay, I think the greatest summary to this is when you're building, you have your brand, 
you have your business, whatever it is, and you're going to market. I think you just have to build this persona of who you're going after. Because, it, like, uh, give me a topic. Pokemon cards. Thanks. <clears throat> Baseball cards. Pokemon cards, whatever. Like, I think a 21-year-old can love that as much as a 55-year-old. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times, like, people, on especially depending on your skill, get too hung up on age versus, like, targeting characteristics. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I just, like, that's constantly been something I've we've been watching of just, like, I don't know. Maybe if you have something that's, like, specific to an age group or, like, hey, we want to target millennials. But I kind of feel like the more we watch it, from 18 to 55, people are kind of all digital to some degree. And the people who argue that they aren't still, for the most part, are. I think I've told this on the podcast before, but I was in a bank boardroom with the president and a bunch of other people high up. And one guy just kept arguing that he didn't think the people his age were on Facebook. And he was somewhat hateful. And I was giggling because I knew I was right. I was proud of myself. And then we took a break, which I've never been in a meeting, by the way, that took a break, like a halftime. We got up. I was stretching. I walked over there. And then he was on Facebook. <laughs> and I was angry. I was very angry at him. She just walked by and go, walked by and go, hmm, huh. that's my ad. Oh, see that ad? Huh. Targeted you. But it's just things like that. Like people, for some reason, they either operate how they operate or they think that they're the anomaly. And I think if you just spent time to do the, hire somebody or whatever to do data research, you'd find out. Yeah. So, I do, millennials are a different generation. I think that people are just seeing from like 30 something down, low 30s and younger. It's just different because everything's so, I mean, especially these people that grew up with technology. I mean, it's just so different. That's why I always joke with my brother. I'm like, I don't think I'm a millennial. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, like a lot of the uh, main qualities that people outside of the millennial generation ascribe to millennials, I feel like I don't fit most of them. Yeah, I don't either. But also don't feel like the qualities that a lot of them ascribe to millennials are even accurate. Yeah. I think think they're either describing a different generation or they have just made some super wide generalizations. Yeah. I think people older than us... I've noticed watching people that are in their 40s um, fall in love with technology, not really understand it at its like deepest level, but they're the ones when you're watching at a party, they're on their phone mm-hmm. or dinner. They're on their phone all the time. They're Facebooking all the time. Yeah. A lot, a lot of times that is because it takes them longer to do tasks on their phone. No. That's probably true. Like to post something on Facebook, it takes them like, 20 minutes as opposed to a millennial it takes 30 seconds yeah you know it's going to be a good post too when someone's glasses are down and they're, <laughs> they're doing the finger poke. Super- <laughs> you have the single poke with the, the, with the glasses poke. on the nose <laughs> i like it when you're talking to someone and they start doing that and, uh-huh. then, and they hear nothing they completely disappear it's like hey do you have that expense report and then they get down and it's like uh what are we doing it's like hey man i just told you a whole story what are we doing uh yep it's so true, though. You it can is. tell. No, for sure is. And that's why I giggle when we get reviews in sometimes, and it's someone who's older, and it's long, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. That took that took two days. That took two days, a couple energy drinks, and some Advil for a sore finger. Yeah. Because that's just like... Oh. Probably some icy hot. Yeah. Nice, nice hot bath. Another thing that makes me giggle, and if you do this, sorry, is when... And if you do this, I'm making fun of you, but I am a lot. When I see someone get on Facebook on their phone through Safari. Oh, gosh. Just get the app. Yeah. I know that the app tracks you, but you're out of your mind if you don't think Facebook's doing it through Safari. Yeah. So I just laugh when I see someone go and they search and they log in and they get like this weak version of Facebook that the app is 40 times better for. I, th- I think this this new app that is going around right now is the one of the per- most perfect examples with like difference between millennials and generation older than us. Have you heard of this on my way app? Yes. Or like pays you to have your phone locked. Yep. So I think millennials are like super down for that because they get money. They get paid to drive and all they have to do is have their phone locked. 
but they have to have their location on or they have to like give the app permission to use their location all the time. Yep. I don't think the older generation will do that. No, no, no. At least a lot of, most of them won't. Yeah. Because the old, I don't want them to know where I am all the time. I, I, just, bet, I bet there's some other app that they don't know, but is using their location all the time. What do, you, what do they do with that information? I don't know. I'm not saying that it's not being, I mean, we saw that with the Cambridge Analytica stuff when they did it in the campaigns, but what do they do? Like, what are they like? Is there some guy somewhere sitting there being like, golly, Jared Jared's, Jared's been to CC's three times this week. Let's he, spike he, his health care. He drove to work again today. He went back home for lunch and he went to work again. We'll probably he look, went home. We'll probably look back on this podcast in 20 years and be like, man, we should have been more careful with our data. Yeah. But I just, it's not like a huge fear of mine. Yeah, it's not, it's not mine either. I just feel like at this point, with being so connected with my watch and my phone, that if, if the government or whoever's in control of this stuff wants the information, they're going to have it. Yeah. You know, if I think you're, I, my thing that makes me laugh is you're out of your mind if you think that clicking a button is what enables them to see it. Oh, yeah. Bah. It's like when they were looking at the Alexa stuff, whenever, like, I think it was a murder or something happened. And they're like, well, we do have the recording, but we can't release it. You don't think they listened to it? Come on. Yeah. Arrest was made. Like, what are we doing? But, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. The, um, when the big thing, when the, I think it was a Facebook Messenger app came out, and it was like, do not download. It, it uh, your data is in breach. And it was like all the screenshots from um, the privacy policy. People were like blowing it up. And I'm like 90% sure the Facebook privacy policy was the same. <laughs> but people wouldn't download the app because they're like, well, I'm not going to give them permission. Have, so have you already you, did. Have you ever read a privacy policy? No. Well, because of a blog article, yes, but oh. not not like like I've gone back to do research because a client has asked me oh, okay, okay. something like that. Like, oh, am I going to lose this? It's like, ah, I'll go do research, but no, no. I am I am a little more careful on connecting stuff because of financial, yeah. like with having bank accounts and stuff. I'm a little more more paranoid, but not really. You got as much money as me. You don't yeah. care if a little gets stolen. Yeah. When you lose 30 bucks, dude, like it is what it is. Actually, losing 30 bucks would wreck me. Well, I mean, that'd be my whole account. That was the joke. <laughs> that was me losing everything. But, yeah, I don't know. I think if you're a business owner and you're looking to uh, just target the people, um, start to build a persona. Yeah. Find out what they like. Like Jared said, I think, I think a lot of people younger are getting deeper and deeper into causes, and you see that politically, too. Yeah. Everybody's got a stance. Yep. Now. And I think it's probably just because everyone's got a microphone again. Yeah. Or for the first time. But I think, I think we make it too hard. I think if it was two companies selling the exact same thing, one product was like either the same price or two dollars more expensive, but ten percent of the sales went to a cause. Like Sold. I think a millennial's choosing the one that's going like ten percent's going to a cause. Sold. You know, so, like one of the things that's been getting me lately, looking at um, like places to stay on like VBRO or Airbnb, uh, I found a place the other day that I really liked and it was incredibly cheap. So I knew fees were coming, but with seeing the hidden fees, I didn't get it because it bothered me that much. No. Like if they just would have had the price as is with that, all the hidden fees popping up later, I would have been more likely. I just felt for some reason, I felt like they were trying to trick me and it bothered me. Yeah, I can't. And I don't know how to describe that, but I hate that like vague. I don't know. It feels sells salesy, and I think that's why cold calling has gone away. Even though I get four thousand cold calls a day, those people are idiots. I, I stay on the phone with them for like twenty minutes every time. You do, and it drives me nuts. Um, uh, yeah, just send it to my email. Yeah, Jared's like the night. Jared gets roped in, and we'll just stay there for hours. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Uh-huh. Oh, you want my social? Um, yeah. it's uh, it's like no, 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 no. You got anything? Yeah. Wrap this thing up. Uh, no, not really. I feel like we co- we covered quite a bit. We did cover a lot. Search, good and positive reviews, causes, discounts, content created for the platform and for the specific audience, and segment your segments. Mm-hmm. And maybe even segment those. I don't think you could ever get too targeted. Yeah. Depends on what your budget is and your time. But 
that's where you, I, I mean, obviously not just pitching us, but that's where you do get benefit from an agency that does this all the time, but, or somebody who's willing to spend all their time churning up the data. Yeah. And if, here's my, here's my recommendation today. If you've listened this far, God bless you. My recommendation is if you have spent money, if you spent money on Facebook, anywhere digitally, Google, YouTube, your website, whatever, and you have software so that you can schedule Facebook posts and you have other softwares for search. If you have no software to, and some of it can be free, but if you have no software to really get good data, I would invest in that soon. Like some kind of an analytics, um, and you can hit us up if you if you want some recommendations. We'll kind of dive through it for you, but definitely worthwhile. Dive deep into data. I'm diving in. I'm going, going deep. And all my lovely. You ever listen to that song? I don't know, but it sounded it sounded like I knew it. From Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm not a millennial. Come on. I'm over here. Grew up listening to Stephen Curtis Chapman and Jeff Moore in the distance. I don't know who that is. You don't? No. He, had, he had that one song, that uh, home run. I can't remember. The, I can't remember the tune right now. Home run! I'm hitting home run. Oh, home run! <laughs> That's not the song. That's how so, it went for sure. See if I can find it. It was just him going. No, that's like the course. I don't know if I'll get in trouble for playing this. Just don't go over five seconds. I think it was Jeff Moore in the distance, maybe. Yep, there it was. Jeff Moore in the distance. There it is. Boom. 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 Look at that album cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, Jared, if I ever thought you were a millennial, I know now it's not. Yeah. Um, but thanks for uh, chatting with me today. Yeah. Hope you have a good weekend. We're probably going to get taken down. I probably played like a second too long of that so- uh, song.